Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then talk about it. This is page 842. It is a secret thing, I asked. She nodded. It is a thing for you and your teachers and Magwin. It would be dangerous to let others know what it is. How could it be dangerous? Vashet looked at me as if I were daft. When you know a name, you have power over it. Surely you know this. But I know your name and Shaheen's and Tempe's. What danger is in that? She waved a hand. Not those names. Deep names. Tempe is not the name he was given by Magwin. Just as Quoth is not yours, deep names have meanings. I already knew what Vashet's name meant. What does Tempe mean? Tempe means little iron. Tempa means iron, and it means to strike iron, and it means angry. Shaheen gave him that name years ago. He was a most troublesome student. In a Turin, temper means angry. I pointed it out rather excitedly, amazed at the coincidence. And it is also something you do with iron when forging it into steel. Vashet shrugged, unimpressed. That is the way of names. Tempe is a small name, and still it holds much. That is why you should not speak of yours, even to me. But I do not know your language well enough to tell what it means myself, I protested. A man should know the meaning of his own name. Vashet hesitated, then relented. It means flame and thunder and broken tree. I thought for a while. I decided I liked it. When Magwin gave it to me, you seemed surprised. Why is that? It is not proper for me to comment on another's name. Absolute refusal. Her gesture was so sharp it almost hurt to look at. She came to her feet, then brushed her hands against her pants. Come, it is time you gave your answer to Shaheen. Shaheen motioned for us to sit as we entered her room. Then she took a seat herself, startling me by showing me the, the smallest of smiles. It was a terribly flattering gesture of familiarity. Have you decided? she asked. I nodded. I thank you, Shaheen, but I cannot stay. I must return to Severin to speak with the mayor. Tempe fulfilled his obligation when the road was made safe, but I am bound to return and explain everything that happened. I thought of Denna as well, but didn't mention her. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jeremy. And Jordana is still hiding in the bathroom cowering from the T-Rex. Yes, you can hear the kind of ominous thump of the T-Rex's feet plodding ever closer. And meanwhile, we huddled together, whispering, She left us! She She left left us! us! Nick is scrambling, looking for the for the big flashlight. God, what a good movie! I'm I'm sorry to derail us before we even start talking about the page, but I watched most recently, like the like the final Jurassic Park, like Jurassic World movie, and it just sucks so hard. Oh it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so there's no like the the love and care in Jurassic Park is so palpable. Yeah, yeah, and this new trilogy just like has nothing. Not not even the return of all the characters that I actually like could save it. Well, because again, like the characters are are immaterial. Like they they work because they're there in this whole environment that's been lovingly crafted and like made by a talented filmmaker with a vision and something to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say I do think that the the best of them was Jurassic World, only because the high concept is something that a better director could have made a really good movie out of. Which is what if they did open the park and then things went wrong? But that's like not even the point of the movie like because they have to have the stupid like mutant dinosaur in it god uh oof. all right i'm i'm done i can't are you, are you can't, upset uh, jeremy uh, well, i'm i'm red mad and nude i'm hopping i'm hooting and hollering i'm hopping from foot to foot is your blood pumping steep. in your ears 
you know, there's steam shooting out of them. Now, Jeremy, uh, the very first thing that Vashit says is, when you know a name, you have power over it. As, and she says it, like, as if this is the most obvious thing in the world. Don't you think that seems, like, like speaks to a deep cultural understanding and assimilation of the idea of capital N naming? And they yes, even have absolutely. a person who is the namer. They have, a, like, yeah. a, a namer who lives in a cave. Uh, yes, absolutely. I just don't think they can literally do it. Well, Magwin did it. No, she gave him a name. She didn't. She didn't like make fire appear or anything like that. Yeah, but she knows the name of both. It's not just like wizardry. There's, you know, yeah, names it is. Are... Okay. <laughs> if you are capital N naming, I want to see a magical effect. Well, surely knowing the nature of a person is a magical effect. No, that's that's bullshit. When you when you Anyone look at that. Alice, don't you think that there's some magic there because you truly know her inner core? It would be more magic if she like turned into a bat or something. Though. <laughs> okay, true love is turning into a bat. True, that is that is true. That's why Dracula is the the truest lover of all. Mm. Putting aside the fact that you don't think that they've actually been named, Quoth still understands that like na- or should understand by now that names are things of like power and that there is intrinsic like power and value to names. So. Do you think he's like actually being daft here saying like, well, how could it be dangerous for me to know, for, for me to tell someone my secret name? Or do you think he's just like prod- prodding to see how much Fashet thinks about it? No, I think he's being genuine here because I think he, like me, doesn't actually believe that what they are doing is magical. I think that he just think it's it's like a cultural thing, you know, in the same way that like, in certain traditions, like you don't name a kid until X amount of time has passed so that death can't find them or whatever. He, he thinks it's just a cultural tradition, which is also what I think. I just think the cultural tradition is rooted in something that's real. What I, I guess what I don't think is that the Adam like still have access to the real root of that cultural tradition. Like they're, they're obeying the forms without knowing why it's a cargo cult. Vashet says, when you know a name, you have power over it. Surely you know this. But what we don't get is an example of what she thinks you could do with somebody's name. That's fair. I don't think we ever get this uh, addressed. Is like, what is what is it about Maedra that is so shocking to Vashet? And she absolutely Indeed. refuses to talk about it. I don't Indeed. think anymore. Like at first, uh, and you know, in my memory, I was like, oh yeah, the idea of broken tree is like a scary idea. But I don't think that's enough to have like the gesture so sharp it's painful the absolute refusal to talk about it. I think that it's like an ill-omened name because maybe it like shares a name with somebody else or something like that. Like, I think, I I don't know what to think, but I think it's not just as simple as like, oh, a broken tree is like an inauspicious thing to name a person. That idea hadn't occurred to me until just now. And I think that's interesting, but I, she says it's not proper for me to comment on another's name. So I also just think there's a cultural taboo against ever discussing somebody's name maybe but i think there's something specific i think that you know yes maybe it's like rude it's not proper because it's like rude but i think in this case there's like a very specific reason that fashion is like that's not something we're going to talk about maybe ever yeah well i mean i think that's one of the mysteries that might get unraveled in the third book yeah and it's like what exactly it's it's jumped up to must be unraveled like there's a few mysteries i'll be like it's okay if that doesn't get solved it's like a small thing that's just like window dressing but reading this now i'm like this is a really important dangling thread i think well because it's also connected to the name of his sword right she says like maybe it'll offset his sword 
Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. That, so like, both of those things like, are, are inauspicious somehow. Yeah, they're all they're all tangled up together. He's now thinking of Denna. It's been a while yeah. since he thought of Denna. I I maintain that he is always thinking of Denna, even when he tells us he's not, or when he doesn't tell us that he is. Uh I think she is like always she's always like on the back burner of his mind if she's not at the forefront of it. But it's interesting to me what he says in this moment is the reason because like he has lots of things that he's kind of got to like go back and attend to right like if we think about all the other parts of his life that uh have been kind of waylaid by this adventure like yes he's got to go back and resolve things with the mayor but he's only in severin because he got he got kind of told to like take a sabbatical from the university so his friends back at the university and his teachers don't know where like he's been gone for like months and they yeah, have and no as, idea where as he we is. learn eventually when he does get back they think he died in the shipwreck yeah yeah which actually makes me think that the shipwreck itself is like not important but the fact that people thought he was dead for a while is what's important and that's why the yes, shipwreck has both, to happen you know the ship and i'm sure that some in some versions of his legend people will sit around the fire and go ah yes Quoth, uh, Quoth was Quoth's ship was sunk with all hands aboard, but Quoth did not die. He formed a raft from seaweed and turtles and lashed himself to Severin in in a day and a night. Well, what I'm getting at is uh, that it's implied, and you know, way off the page, we're getting ahead of myself. But Jordana's not here to keep us honest. It's implied that De- uh, Devi did something with his blood when she thought he was dead. Oh. Uh, or at least there's a theory and like, I, I want to read that chapter again, but it's like, I think that's, what's important now that we're thinking about like his time away, the shipwreck is like, maybe it is fully a coincidence as far as like being caused by somebody. But the fact is that there was evidence that he was dead for some time in, yeah. uh, in the university and in Imra. And so that might have ended up being what was important. Yeah. And the world, like just the idea that like the world's kind of moving on without his involvement is, is important. Yeah. That's too. actually a really good point too. That would really feel stale. Like playing yeah. uh, Bethesda games. It's always kind of, I don't know, you go away for a while and you come back to the first town and everything is still exactly the same. And like, mm. I don't know. Bethesda games are I, bad folks. I, I don't have a horse in that fight, but I do feel like that you're right. That that particular thing, like that's, an element of immersion. And I feel like it's really hard to do consistently in an open world game like that. Like often you'll have a thing where like the game state changes and like, you'll go back to somewhere, but I think it doesn't happen as organically as it can happen in like a tabletop RPG where the GM can just be like, okay, they haven't visited this town in like six months. How would it have changed? Even if those changes aren't like relevant to the plot, just like what, you know, life, the world is persistent. Life moves on. You know, you, you tend not to get those more like mundane details from video games, even when I'm thinking of like Ocarina of Time, right? Like when you when you're an adult, like the world has moved on from when you were a kid, but it's a very this state or that state, not a like gradual changing of states, if that makes sense. Oh, the Majora's Mask. Every day the state changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on the page? We have a letter. Only that I am also interested, as Quoth is, that Tempe, Tempa, Temper, Angry... Iron, all that's all those little linguistic connections are interesting, and I think we are meant to notice them. I am a little miffed that Vashet is so unimpressed by it because obviously this is just like how the Adam think of like language, like because their language works this way, like everything has multiple meanings and allusions and connections. But I think when someone is excited about 
some a piece of information they've discovered, even if it's not news to you, you should reward that excitement by being enthused for them. You are one of today's lucky 10,000 is a good idea to carry forward. <laughs> but that's a kind of a new idea. And also the Adem do, like, I think this is a little bit of Vashit's like, oh yeah, you're a barbarian and you, like, I think that she never really shook that. I feel like the Adem never really shake their, like, sure, we've accepted Quoth, but he's still a barbarian. He still has, yeah. like, kind of dumb ideas. Ignorant, backwards ideas. Yeah. Totally. Is this evidence that there's, like, a common language, do you think? Uh, like a root language, maybe, in yeah. the same way that there's, like, a proto-Indo-European that is the ancestor of many, many modern languages. This letter is from Forever Vin, who writes in the Letters channel on the Discord. Hello, friends. On today's page, number 799, we see that Quoth has packed his malfeasance assault kit and heads out to see Vashet, possibly for the very last time. Upon entering her home, he feigns a stumble, catches himself against her shoulder, and surreptitiously secrets away a bit of her hair. That completes all he would need to immolate her where she stands, should it come to that. Vashet is, of course, confident that she could handle Quoth. In fact, she doesn't know how close she might have come to burning alive had she attacked him. It's only many days, weeks, later that Shaheen reveals how powerful and deadly he is with blood magic. I can only imagine how it must have struck her like a ton of bricks. Something about that moment is so pleasing to me. It's a sweet win for Quoth. You rule. Hugs signed forever, Vinny. Yeah. And I mean, I think the thing is that Vashet, I don't think Vashet ever knows that Quoth, like, was preparing to do malfeasance on her. I don't think she ever understands that. Yeah. And I also don't think, maybe this is the time when she finally understands that, like, he has been powerful in ways I don't understand this whole time. And maybe it does change her opinion of him a little bit. But... Yeah, I don't think she ever totally understands that, like... And also, it says something about his character, and it's maybe best that she doesn't really know that he was prepared to... Okay, we're saying immolate her, but there is also some evidence. I think another reader somewhere in the mailbag has pointed out that he takes red thread with him uh, because he wants to bind her clothes to hold her mm. rather than set her on fire. I don't think Foth would just, like, murder her in cold blood. I think he would he would kill her if he felt like his life was in imminent peril, but if he was just going to be like, sorry, I can't have you following me while I skip town. I think his first option would be to like restrain her or knock her unconscious or something. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that is another data point that a, a someone who was inclined to think of Quoth as a, a bad guy. That's certainly a data point that you can uh, put on your Pepe Silvia wall, especially because he does not ever, in the narration say i was preparing to to do her harm if she tried to stop me yeah well he's preparing for that's also interesting right like you the reader can kind of invest quoth with whatever intention you care to if if to you he is a more brutal character uh maybe you can imagine that he's about to do that but you know it's the actions that define us and listeners your actions i.e. listening to this podcast, tomorrow will define you on another page of The Wind. Wind.